Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Hope everybody had a great week. We're going to kind of put a bow on the Tech Oregon game and talk a, a little bit about uh, the Tech Tarleton game this weekend and kind of look take a look around the Big 12. We're going to talk some about Micah Hudson, big news, uh, obviously big positive news this week for Texas Tech. A um, little bit about uniforms, and then I, we will end with some Chiefs and Dallas Cowboys and NFL thoughts. So let's jump right into it. So Oregon, uh, let's wrap up the Oregon game first. You know, again, uh, like I said in the recap, uh, you know, Tech shot themselves in the foot uh, too many times uh, to to really win. I mean, you know, you can't turn the ball over four times and expect to win even, you know, if it's a home home game. Um, obviously there's been a lot of, uh, spotlight, uh, in the fan base really more so than coaching staff this week, um, regarding Tyler Shuck, you know, uh, I was frustrated by him Saturday night, you know, and I understand why fans would want to see a change made. Here's the bottom line. A couple things. Number one, for the turnovers that Tyler Shuck did, he also really kept you in the game with a lot of plays as well. So you got to take the good with the bad. But the number two, here's the bottom line. Um, it's been made very clear um, by this coaching staff that they're not going to be making a change at quarterback. I don't see anything happening tomorrow night for that to happen. And really, like I've said a couple weeks now, you know, you're 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 entering into a stretch of games where you ought to win. I almost say pretty easily because you're you're playing you're playing Tarleton tomorrow night, an FCS opponent, and then you're you're really following up with the three worst Big Twelve teams on your schedule. Um, you know, Baylor. There's still some question marks with them, but I, I think you're better than Baylor. But um, so I, I think there's plenty of opportunity for Tyler Shuck to, you know, hopefully get, get gain gain some confidence and get better. The biggest thing is you just can't shoot yourself in the foot. You cannot turn the ball over as much as Tech has done the past two weeks and expect you're going to win games. If you get rid of that part of it, you're going to be fine. Um, and you'll, you're going to win a lot of games, quite frankly. So uh, bottom line, Tyler Shuck's going to be your starter. I hope he does well because if he does well, you're going to win games. That's just, you know, that's simple as simple of a formula as as you can get. So tomorrow's Tarleton, you know, I expect Tech to destroy them. If they don't destroy them, then this team's got bigger problems. You know, we saw that in, in you know, in 2020, 2020, 2021, going all the way back to Cliff uh, with 2014 and 15 with FCS opponents. You know, you got to come out here, take care of your business, and, and, you know, get ready to open up the Big 12 play next week against West Virginia. I'm pumped about the throwback uniforms that they're wearing. I think those are going to look awesome. In fact, I wish they would make those part of the permanent uniforms. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. But um, as far as what is there to watch in this game, here here's two things that I'd like to see more of, and not only against Tarleton, but against your, your Big 12 opponents. I think you need to involve Taj Brooks more in the running game. I, I don't think the running game can your primary running back cannot be Tyler Shuck. That's not sustainable. 
it's just not not a good thing. And especially when you have, I think, someone as talented as Taj Brooks in your backfield, you got to take advantage of that. And you know, the, he only had like I think six rushes, but all six rushes were all, all positive rushes. You know, he was able to to work his way. You know, even a couple times make something out of nothing. And so, I would really like to see more of Taj Brooks. Um, this weekend, and 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 Cameron Valdez, I think he was hurt last weekend. But you know, he's another one that I, I'd love to see more. I'd just love to see more of the running game beyond you know quarterback uh, keepers with Tyler Shuck. I, I'm not I'm not going to say completely get rid of those, but you Tyler Shuck does not need to be your leading rusher. I, don't, I think that's a that's a bad formula. I want to see more involvement with the tight ends. When you did it last week, you had a lot of success. Uh, by throwing to Tharp um, and Cup, so I think I think that's got to be part of the the formula moving forward. I think if you if you have better rushing, better running game, utilizing tight ends more, those wide receivers are going to find ways to get open, and then you're cooking with gas if you're the offense. So right now, I really truly I really think the the issues. Going, the Oregon game last week, the issue was the offense and turning the ball over. I, I thought defense played well enough to win. On defensive side, you got to get more turnovers. You didn't get any turnovers last week. That's got to be a, a big hallmark of this defense. And you go back to last season when this defense was able to, you know, the whole take three university thing. When you got your take threes, you won games. And so – you need a little bit more turnovers on the defensive side. But, I mean, beyond that, I, I thought they did pretty good um, against Oregon. So, hope. well, I'm not even going to even – I'm not even going to speak it into existence. But, you know, I think you'll be one and, one and two after tomorrow night. I will have a little bit of a recap show. It's not going to be long because, full disclosure, I'm probably going to miss the majority of the game tomorrow. Um, get to go to the Sod Poodles, which I'm excited about. Love going to watch them. And, um, but you know, I'll, I'll kind of do a little bit of a recap and then we'll kind of start our preview of West Virginia. Look for that on Sunday night. So obviously probably the biggest, uh, positive football story this week for Texas tech is the commitment of Micah Hudson. He is going to be the first five-star recruit that you have gotten to sign at Texas tech. And, you know, for all the, the weeping and the gnashing of teeth about, Joey McGuire the last two weeks, you know, he's building a program and we can get frustrated with at certain things, but he's trying, he's building a program and you're, you're not going to Joey McGuire. If it's not Joey McGuire, you're not going to get people like Michael, H- Micah Hudson, Will Hammond to come to Texas tech because the mentality of past tech coaches has been, well, we're just going to be lucky to get, you know, some two, three stars, maybe some four stars. That's been the mentality that's existed. And, you know, Joey McGuire's knocking that mentality down, and you're starting to see it really pay, uh, pay fruition on the recruiting trail. Now, are we there yet on the field? No. Having said that, uh, you know, and I've said it before in the, the two recap shows, uh, you know, this team's going to win a lot of games. It's just you, you really hurt yourself – Losing to Wyoming, and you know, if you if we were coming into this game one and one after the way that Oregon game went down, I think fans would be a lot more positive that hey, you know, things are things are in decent shape. 
Um, and I still think there are. I, I really do think you know you're 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 on track to win a lot of Big Twelve games. There's no one in the Big Twelve save for possibly Texas, and I'm still not sold on them because I'm not sure how good Alabama is. That I'm necessarily intimidated by right now, and so I think you're going to be in good shape. But the huge, huge win recruiting wise, bringing in Micah Hudson. You know, everyone's really kind of salivating at the potential of Will Hammond throwing the ball to Micah Hudson. I mean, both extremely talented players. What's going to be interesting to see as far as the rest of this recruiting season is with those two guys coming in, are you going to be able to get some commitments from some other four to possibly five-star players? That's going to be interesting to watch because typically when you when you have these highly rated players commit to one one place it kind of creates a snowball um, effect and and really credit will hammond will hammond was kind of the beginning of the snowball effect um, it's very obvious on social media he was heavily recruiting micah hudson and you know now you've got both of those players coming in and i know that letters of intent have not been signed yet and we've, we've kind of been down this road before you go back to you know the Jarrett stidham situation back in 2014 but, I mean, for all observations, it seems like Micah Hudson is all in to come to Texas Tech. And obviously very exciting, very exciting development. You know, predictably, the Texas fans, they did their normal sandaggy, which stupid. And, oh, well, we didn't really want him anyway. Or they went so far to cuss, cuss him out on social media and call the player out. So really great behavior there, Texas fans. I guess you're back, back to being jerks. <laughs> Were you ever not jerks? That's the question. So uh, last little bit of uh, Texas Tech news we want to get into before we jump into kind of kind of Big 12, around the Big 12 tomorrow and other games that are intriguing to me. So a report leaked out today that there is a high possibility that Texas Tech and Adidas may be coming to an agreement on a deal for Adidas to be the new uniform distributor of tech. Um, Now, there's some ifs here. Um, One big if is, from what I've read, Under Armour has contractually the ability to match any offer that Adidas makes, um, which then tech would end up having to stick with Under Armour. Here's hoping, and and I've enjoyed Under Armour, a lot of the Under Armour stuff through the years, some of it, I think they've gone backwards in, in their looks for tech. So I'm kind of ready for a new uh, new supplier. Here's hoping that they can work something out with Adidas. And specifically, what the rumor is, is they are trying to work something out where tech will be a Patrick Mahomes brand school like you see with the Adidas school. To me, it's a no-brainer. It makes complete sense that Texas Tech should be in that um, as Adidas slash Patrick Mahomes school. I think it's, I think it'd be a slam dunk if they, if it comes through, you know, like I said, I I think, you know, Texas Tech has had some really good uniforms. They're wearing a great one tomorrow and I would love, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think you'll go back to the old flat double T permanently, but you know, the, the Jersey that they're wearing tomorrow even if you put the 3D double T helmet on there, 
it looks a lot better than what you've been trotting out. Um, I think Texas Tech would really do well, and I've talked about it on this podcast, to be more simplistic in their looks in football. I really wish, and it's not going to happen, I really wish they'd get rid of the white helmet. I really, really wish they'd get rid of the red helmet and stay with black. I don't think we're there yet. Um, but I'm intrigued to see what Adidas would would add to um, the Texas Tech uniform look. And, you know, even beyond that, you know, going and looking at basketball, baseball, and some of the other sports. So hopefully it happens. That, that'll be something to kind of keep watch right now. So let's jump into what Big 12 games are going on tomorrow. We'll start with the kind of the less intriguing games first. You know, obviously, you know, both Texas Tech, Baylor, both playing FCS schools. UCF's also played an FCS school in uh, Villanova. Oklahoma State, no, they're not playing FCS school. Maybe those are the only FCS ones. Yeah, I mean, should be easy wins tomorrow for both of those programs. Um, Iowa State playing Ohio you know, there's there's been, uh, I think Iowa State's favored by three. Iowa State was impressive last week in the loss. I still feel like they're probably going to end up being the worst team in the Big 12 at the end of the day. This one should be interesting to see. If they, if they take care of business against Ohio, maybe the gap is not as large as I think it is. We'll see. Uh, Oklahoma, again, they're, they're fantastic non-con schedule. They get to go play at Tulsa. Probably should be an easy win for them. And again, Oklahoma, they're very deceiving 2-0 to me. And they're going to be a very deceiving, really solid record because their schedule is so easy, you know. Uh, and then, yeah, UCF's going to play Villanova. Ought to be an easy win. Cincinnati, Miami of Ohio. Cincinnati's been the kind of surprise so far of the Big 12 season. Did not expect them to go in and beat Pitt last week. Although I think Pitt's kind of trash now. Their fans are. Their Twitter fans certainly are. Um, so we're, we're in beef with them, by the way. Um, <laughs> so I think Cincinnati probably takes care of business against um, Miami of Ohio. Oklahoma State, talk about another cupcake, easy-peasy schedule. They get South Alabama. I think they win, and again, Oklahoma State's going to be a very deceiving 3-0. I, I, I don't see them sustaining this success as, as they go into the Big 12, and I fully expect they're going to kind of be near that bottom part of the Big 12 when it's all said and done. BYU taking on Arkansas, fun game there. You know, BYU has you – know, they're 2-0, but they haven't really played anybody. I think Arkansas probably ends up taking this game. But can BYU keep it close? That'll be something I'll, I'll be looking for in this game. Then we got the backyard brawl, Pitt-West Virginia. I think West Virginia is probably, I've said it before, they're probably one of the one of the lower teams in the Big 12. But how good's Pitt? I hope West Virginia takes care of it because Pitt fans are bozos online. Um, so I'll, I'll go with Hart here and say West Virginia we want West Virginia to win, have some confidence, and then, you know, get blown out of the water next week in Morgantown with Tech coming into town. Uh, Wyoming, uh, the, the lovely Wyoming, they get to go play Texas. I would love for Wyoming to score the upset. 
I don't see it happening, so then we'll have to hear these dumb Longhorn fans squawking about, well, at least we beat Wyoming. Um, despite the fact that your your butts would never have the courage to go up and play at Wyoming, you love to stay in the People's Republic of Austin and have everybody come to that dumpster fire of a town to play you. So good. Good on you. You're going to win. It's on Longhorn Network, so no one will get to see it because not a lot of people have that stupid network which is going away soon, thank goodness. So Texas probably wins, and they'll, they're back, everybody. woo blue. Um, Good, keep winning. Keep winning till Black Friday. TCU-Houston, I think this is going to be, this is an intriguing one to me. Uh, only big, big 12 conference game we got this weekend. Uh, this is Houston's first Big 12 game. How good is TCU? That's going to be the big question right now. You know, they're 1-1. They're one and one. Uh, obviously, they, they had their opening week loss to Colorado. Didn't really look that good against Nichols State. Houston, kind of same deal. You know, Houston's one and one. Got a, a, I thought, a pretty impressive win over UTSA in week one. But then, you know, really did not look good in that double overtime loss to Rice. I think Houston, again, is probably on the kind of bottom, bottom half of the Big 12. I lean towards TCU getting the win here. Although I think it's going to be a pretty good game. Could be a close one there. And then you got Kansas taking on Nevada. And a lot of a lot of people, a lot of the, the money going to Kansas, if you look at the line. Is Kansas going to be have another great year? I don't know. I still think they're a six and six, seven and five at best when they get into the Big 12. But, you know, obviously a huge, huge opportunity for them to get to get themselves to three and oh. Um, against the 0-2 team, I think they do it. And then we've got Kansas State taking on Missouri, Big 12 SEC. A lot of people don't like the Missouri coach. I have not seen enough video of him, but I'm hoping Kansas State takes care of of, of business against Missouri, and I think they will. Um, will they blow them out like they did last year? I'm not going to say that, but I do think Kansas State gets the win gets themselves to three and zero, and you know, like I said at the college the college football preview show, at this point, I still think it's Texas and Kansas State one and two. That'll be a really fun game when they play, and nothing's really proven me otherwise. Having said that, Kansas State's not been hugely impressive, and so it's not without the realm of possibility that when they come into play Lub in Lubbock. That could get the win. We'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I think Kansas State gets the win this weekend against Missouri. And should be a fun weekend overall for Big 12 and Texas Tech. Get the win, take care of business, and then start preparing for conference play. Because there are a lot of goals that you can still fulfill in front of you by starting conference play. So, that's kind of what's going on. I'm also going to be keeping my eye, obviously, on the saga of Dion and Colorado. And Colorado State's coach stepped in it again. These coaches need to learn. Don't give any sort of fire to Dion. Don't poke the bear because he's going to run up the score. And I think he is going to run up the score on, on Colorado State. And again, how good's Colorado? They're taking care of business against a lot of teams. We'll see in a couple weeks. They got to go play at Oregon. That'll that'll be really interesting game to watch. 
And, you know, they got USC coming to their place as well. But kudos to Colorado. Dion's backed up all of this. And, you know, I, by the way, shout out. I want to give a shout out to Chad Hasty. He has a brand new podcast called the, I want to give uh, the Current and Cask podcast. Give it a listen. They usually drop on Saturday. But he said something very interesting to, to me last week, and I agree with him. He, he made a prediction that Deion Sanders, a few years from now, is going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, and I think it is going to happen. Um, now, how long is he going to stay at Colorado? I hope he stays till at least next season. And Brett Yormark, talking to you right now, Brett, I know you listen to my podcast. I want Colorado to come to Lubbock next year. That's going to be a fiery game. We need Colorado on the schedule next year. I don't think Joey will make the same mistake as these other coaches, so it'll be fun. But I hope Dion stays at least one season with Colorado in the Big 12 because that's going to be fun. But I, I do think eventually he moves on. Now, where will he move on to? A lot of people say Florida State. I think Florida State kind of burned some bridges with Dion with the fact that they did not uh, recruit his his son, Shadir. I kind of, this is what will be interesting to me, and this could be, whew, this will be talking about burning a bridge. I could see a scenario where Dion becomes the head coach of Florida. They're struggling, and if they continue to struggle, Florida usually has a very short leash on coaches, but could they reach out to Dion? And then Dion goes to Florida, wins a national championship there, and then the Cowboys come calling. I kind of like that scenario. How wild, though, would it be for one of Florida State's greatest alums to go be the head coach at Florida? I could see it happening, though. So that'll be interesting to watch. But I do agree with Chad Hasty that I do think I do think Dion at at some point in the next five, ten years, he's going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I, I, I see that happening. And you know what? We've, we haven't had success in over 30 years. Why not? Why not go with Dion? I'm go with it. I'm perfectly fine with it. So that segues us into NFL talk. So Chiefs are going to be playing the Jaguars this weekend, and they will have both Chris Jones and um, Travis Kelsey. Should be an interesting game. You know, obviously Jacksonville a lot better than they've been in recent years. Pretty uh, pretty decent divisional game last year with the Chiefs and the Jaguars. I think the Chiefs get the win here. I think they're going to feel like they got to play with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after losing opening night to the Lions. Really, in hindsight, no harm, no foul for a variety of reasons, first of all. Everybody else in the AFC West lost but the Raiders because the Raiders played the Broncos. And then your other top contenders in the AFC, Bengals and Bills, they both did not look very good this week. So, you, you know, you can kind of get yourself on the rebound here by, by beating the Jaguars and kind of setting some things right. Cowboys playing the Jets. That was supposed to be a fun, a more intriguing game because it was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers again. Can he beat the Cowboys again? 
But, you know, very sad, obviously, the whole Aaron Rodgers situation. Four, four plays into his Jets career, he's out. And, you know, I, I talk a lot about, oh, the Cowboys, we are snake bit as a team. Really, we're not snake bit. We, we have bad ownership that doesn't know how to build a winning culture. But, you know, Cowboy fans, we feel like we've been long-suffering. No, 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 no. The Jets are a long-suffering fan base. I mean, Super Bowl three. that's the last time they've been to the Super Bowl and won it. So I feel for them. They still got the win last week. And, you know, could Zach Wilson, of all people, do enough? I mean, they've got, they've got defense. They've got everything else. They're kind of... They're kind of the AFC version of the 49ers where they have all the other pieces but a superstar QB. Could they make a run? I don't see it happening because all the big big dog QBs are in the AFC, but that would be kind of fun. You know, NFC kind of going according to what I thought it would be. It, to me, your top three are 49ers, Cowboys, and Eagles, I did not think the Cowboys would just completely destroy the Giants, forty to nothing. I mean, I kind of half expected them based on football to show up in the Meadowlands land egg. Um, Philly has gutted out two wins, and yeah, I mean the Forty ers looked really good last week, and I've said it before on this podcast, and I hate to say it as a Cowboys fan, but if Brock Purdy enhances his play at quarterback. I mean, clearly the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. Um, we'll see what happens, though. But, I, you know, I do think the Cowboys obviously have a very strong defense. If Dak can play mistake-free football and let's rely on Pollard, let's rely on the running game, then the Cowboys are right there as well. So nothing has changed my mind as far as NFC. I think your top three teams are the Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers, in no particular order, by the way. Um, if I had to rank it, I'd probably put 49ers first, Cowboys second right now, and then Eagles third. But I think they're all very even with each other right now. So um, on the AFC side, they all lost last week, but I still think it's Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills um, are, your, are kind of your class of the AFC. So... It's the NFL. It's fun. We got good games this week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, um, like I said, we are going to do a recap show coming up on Sunday. It'll pro it'll probably be extremely short. Um, hopefully, there's no drama this weekend, and you get to get an easy win, and you move on. Let's get to West Virginia and start Big Twelve play, but. I hope everybody has a great week, and I will see you for the recap show Sunday night for The Chris Carpenter Show.